All right, boys, welcome. And girls. And, and women. And all people who are oh, yeah. listening to this. The day is here, Super Bowl Sunday. Today is Sunday, February 3rd. Obviously, tonight we have Pat's Rams. And we promised you guys a Super Bowl preview podcast, and you're going to get one. So we're going to start off with uh, last night's NFL awards first. We're going to do – this is a long podcast, so let's uh, buck, buckle up. You ready? I'm ready to go. All right, let's do it. So we'll start with the NFL awards. Um, pretty obvious ones. Saquon Barkley won Rookie of the Year. Um, Pat Mahomes won MVP. Were you surprised by Pat Mahomes winning MVP? No, I, he deserved it 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that he won it. Like, I, I, I didn't think he was like not worthy of it, but there was a, the, no, I between mean, him and Drew Brees, right? I mean, I was surprised he won it Like in the in, at the beginning of the season. I wouldn't have thought Patrick Mahomes would be the MVP. Right. You know what I mean? But after the season he compiled, I think it's well-deserving. If not him, then Drew Brees. But just the 50 touchdown passes, the yardage, he, he absolutely deserved it. Yeah, so he ended the season completing 66% of his passes for 5,097 yards, 50 touchdowns, and only 12 interceptions. Yeah. Pretty freaking good for a first-year starter. Well, let's remember, he's pretty much a rookie. More of a rookie than Ben Simmons was last year. Oh. And <laughs> and uh, the only guy to throw for 50 touchdown passes, the only other two were Brady and Manning. And that's anytime you mention those two, it's pretty elite company. And I'm pretty sure they both won MVP the years in which they did. Mm-hmm. So that in itself should show you something, and I'm pretty happy for him. I think he's a good kid by all accounts. And um, I think that the Chargers may have something cooking in the future with him. They should definitely try to extend him. Yeah, I think Chiefs. I think yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I think he definitely, um, he definitely has a big career ahead of him. I think that for let's just call him a rookie because he didn't play last year. His first season in the NFL as a starter, he puts up those numbers. He leads his team to the AFC Championship. He almost beats the greatest quarterback of all time. And one of the greatest dynasties in football in the last... I think if they won the coin toss, they would have won. Yeah. The Chiefs. Oh, no, yeah, I know. I'm saying, yeah, every time the Patriots win the coin toss in an overtime game, whether it be playoffs or not, I think I think you're done. And except if, you know, that one game where, where we called, we deferred in overtime against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And they ended up going down and winning. But other than that, I think that... Patrick Mahomes is he had a great season and I don't think that you can you can end your season disappointed in the fact that he lost in the AFC Championship because like he ran into the best team ever. So in your you first think, year I mean, <laughs> the best team ever. Not the best current roster, but I think the Patriots have pro- are probably the best organization in football. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying that this 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 season's roster is the best roster that's ever. I'm saying the organization okay. is the most you know. Yeah, I renowned. still think that yeah. 07 team mm-hmm. was the best roster, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, we're eating we're eating Girl Scout cookies right now. So, if we have a mouthful of food, that's why I bought these Girl Scout cookies at at the supermarket, and they're mad good. But Patrick Mahomes, like the next, how, how long do you think his NFL career is going to be? Will he play as long as Brady has? I mean, <laughs> look, the NFL right now is set up for the quarterbacks to be extended. Every player pretty much in position, I mean, in skill positions to 
go as uh, longer than any players have in the past. Yeah. And I think that the quarterbacks now have the opportunity to play as long as any quarterbacks really have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be surprised if he rattles off a 15-year career. I mean, 20 years is pretty impossible. Very. But I think that um, you can see him there for 15 years probably. I mean, he's not really the fragile type, I don't think. You know what I mean? He seems yeah. like he's pretty... He's a pretty athletic, pretty durable kid. Yeah, so I, I, I really think that he can have a long, successful career. He looks comfortable, too, in the pocket. Like, you know, there were times earlier this year where Baker Mayfield in his first few starts looked a little nervous, was pretty quick to, to get yeah, the ball think, off. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes just looked he's, – he's natural. He looked like he, he belonged in that spot. And he earned every, every award, every accolade. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like hopping on the bandwagon. He, he had an unbelievable season. Yeah. So, all credit where credit is due. He is an amazing football player. So, let's move on now to the rookie of the year. Were you surprised by Saquon? Did you think it was going to be Baker Mayfield? Look, because thought, I'm not. I thought that it was going to be Baker Mayfield. Really? If I had a vote, I would have voted for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. But I thought that the um, writers or whoever votes, no idea, was going to give it to um, to Baker Mayfield, just because everybody gets caught up in the Mayfield hype mm-hmm. that pretty much he creates. Um, and I, I, I'm honestly not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of him. No offense. Um, but I, I think Saquon deserved it. 2,000 total yards. Um, he played on an awful Giants team where pretty much he was the only guy. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, Odell missed like half the season, right? Well, I uh, again, they're so irrelevant right now. It's <laughs> and and he's kind of bringing football back to New York in that way. Um, the the only way they're actually going to compete is if they get the freaking whatever they call it that's standing back there right now receiving. <laughs> I mean, um, throwing the passes. Eli Manning. Yeah, but I don't like I don't like referring to him as a quarterback because he's really not. I think he's terrible. Turnover machine. Uh, the only good thing about him is his last name, um, so I think that the I think that they did a really good job taking a running back. I've been told not to take running backs early anymore. I guess that they kind of are yeah. a product of the offensive line because there's so many guys that can do it. But I think Saquon's different. I really do. Yeah, I he, he had he was on my fantasy team, so I, I watched him more than I would watch any other rookie running back who doesn't play for the Patriots, and he had. An incredible, like, even if you're not even looking at his numbers, the amount of tackles he broke, just, like, second-chance yards that he got, um, hurdling players, like, the little things, he was such an athletic player. And then you go and you look at the numbers, he averaged almost a touchdown a game. Um, He had over 100 scrimmage yards for the first six games, I think, in his NFL career, which is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Especially for a smaller, um, I don't even want to say slow, but you look at his build, and he's not like a speedy Alvin Kamara. He, he's kind of thick. No, he can run, though. He can run. He's fast. But for, for a guy, he's not as, he, he's not as physically nimble-looking, although he is nimble because he's so elusive wherever, yeah. wherever he is on the field, whether, and whether it be you know on a 50-yard run where he just breaks open or... It's a fourth and one, and he just slips his way through the D-line. He's really nimble, but he doesn't look the part. So 
for for a guy of his, he's small too. He's really small. He's not like tiny, tiny, small, but he's small. He's not this like he's not a tank. Um, he he's an unbelievable player in my opinion, and he he's so fun to watch. I love watching him. He's awesome. And then with Baker Mayfield, he he turned the ball over fourteen times in the air and seven times on the ground. In, yeah. In I think it was thirteen starts. Because you have fourteen picks in thirteen starts. Mm-hmm. And seven fumbles in 13 starts. Yeah. I mean, those turnovers are going to kill you. I get he was a rookie and whatnot, but yeah. like, it's hard for me to give the offensive rookie of the year to somebody that can't hang on to the football. The other critique I have of Baker Mayfield, and I don't shut know up. if... And I don't know if... The, what? To shut up. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind. Off the field, I don't mind him. But um, he came into the, to the Browns, and he didn't throw to, th- throw to the big guys at all. What do you mean? He did like Jarvis Landry, his production just fell off once Baker Mayfield took over. And I don't know if that's just them not clicking or whatever it may be. And when Josh Gordon was there, he he threw to him like twice in that week three. And he he really clicked with like Rashad Higgins and and Antonio Callaway and who's it David Njoku. I love David Njoku. I, he's awesome. I think he's he's like, he's like a good Gronk. Yeah. He he really reminds me of Gronkowski. But I don't know what the critique would be. But I don't think I think Jarvis Landry's a very talented receiver, and I don't I, I don't think he worked well with him. I think look Landry when he was on the um, the Dolphins, they had three guys with seventy receptions. Yeah. It was Landry, Stills, and I don't, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Devontae Parker. And Parker, there you go. And they always thought that um, Landry would actually be the guy that emerged as that go-to 100-reception guy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of uh, an Edelman in that way. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm just, like, going back to the Baker-Mayfield connection with, with Landry, I, I think that it shows actually better skills if you can go to the non you know security blanket guys mm-hmm. so I think I wouldn't make that as a knock on him that he didn't go to Parker or I mean Landry all that often I would think it more as a uh, as a positive really yeah I mean because he's dude, he won games out. with the Browns yeah they weren't winning many games when when they were just going to Landry like he, yeah he did something that that nobody has been able to do in a long time for that for that organization sure and I think they're going to be – they've got a good offense. If Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield can find their stride together, Nick Chubb, unbelievable running back. Um, and then you've got Njoku, Rashad Higgins, uh, Antonio Callaway. And then their defense is nasty too. Um, yeah, they're What's talented. his name? Peppers? Yep. Um, who's the other one? No, well, Miles Garrett, but there's another yeah, – There's mean, a rookie. Oh, Denzel Ward, the what cornerback. What about um, – did, do they still have – who did Bill trade – Oh, he's nasty too. Um, oh, what's it? Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins. <laughs> Jamie Collins senior now. Did he really? Yeah, he he did, he he chose the Steve Smith route and changed his last name to Senior after he had a kid. That's so cool. I know he 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 is the coolest. Yeah, um, I guess yeah he's still with the Browns so. He yeah. is. I think he's nasty. That's good. Um, so. Saquon Barkley, the consensus is he 100% deserved that. 
Um, I think maybe it was a little bit of closer race than the MVP, just because if you look at what Baker Mayfield did as a whole for that team, brought them wins. He he brought them pretty close to a playoff win, playoff spot too, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, the guy's a winner. I get that. The yeah. guy's a winner, but uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I understand, and it, and I don't know if a lot of people are, but I think that if you have to, if you look at individual talent, Saquon Barkley deserved it more than Baker Mayfield did. All right, those are the two biggest awards. I uh, do you want to go over any other awards? When did you do Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, do you want to? Well, let's just I mean recognize Aaron Donald's season. Aaron Donald, okay, Aaron Donald is 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 a beast. Then his work ethic is unbelievable. Like I, he's. I, I'm just going to go off topic and then come back to topic real quick. James Harrison, um, former Steelers, former Patriots linebacker, unbelievably strong. Un, he was a great player, good pass rusher. Um, I don't – he posted videos of, of himself in the gym and, like five times a day. Yeah. And I, I, w- and I was impressed. However, I – I that's what going back to what you were talking about with the charity in the last episode like oh look at me I just did this charity I just did that that's what James Harrison is doing like look I'm in the gym every single day moving and 1.8 thousand pound um right, he just, sled he just wants an attaboy right and, or I'm bench pressing how much do you bench whatever. press whatever yeah. it may be Aaron Donald is doing that but he's you don't hear him talking about it what he's doing is he's showing it on the field by being the defensive player of the year, by being the best. He's in the MVP conversation. He's one of the best D tackles I've ever seen. Yeah. Honestly. Like, he is, for a big guy, and I said this, like, I'm going to keep using the nimble thing. For he's a so big quick. guy, he's so quick. He is. He gets through, like, any any guard, any line, offensive lineman. He gets right to that quarterback. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be weird being a, Patriots fan tonight because Aaron Do- between Aaron Donald Dude, and it's so sketchy. Yeah. Aaron Donald and Nadama Sue. Sue. Those two are all worried. those two are the twin towers of the NFL. They're they're imagine like being Tom Brady and looking up you got those two coming down on you. Well especially <laughs> Nadamakin Sue being so dirty oh, okay. in my mind. I really I'm not a fan of him either. I think that he I mean, we, we saw him try to step on guys' ankles before. He's just, he's no good. No bueno. And listen, you can you can do anything you want in the Super Bowl. Think about it. You, the last game of the season for both of these teams, like, what what is stopping Ndamukong Sue from, like, after a sack on Brady, like, stepping on his wrist or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's stopping him? Nothing. No, not Last game of the season. Right. I mean, yeah, like, people <laughs> will... Get on him for doing it. I don't think he cares. No, he's not <laughs> one of those kind of guys. I mean, the guy's bounced around. He's had locker room issues when he was with Detroit, Miami. When he was with Miami, so I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of him. But uh, going back to the just the award itself, a hundred percent deserving once again. I think the NFL or whoever votes got it right this year. There weren't any snubs. I don't think. And if it was like some obscure like, like coach of the not even coach of the year, but like one of the, one of defensive rookie of the year or something like that, one of the lesser known awards, maybe there was a snub. But in my opinion, of the major awards, no snubs. Yeah, I mean, well, what about the comeback player of the year, Andrew Luck? I thought that 
Yeah. Well deserved. I'm yeah, I mean, he went he went MIA for two seasons, came back, and, and he was a great quarterback. Yeah. He was steady back there. He was. Uh, I don't even know how to put it because that was that that's a tough team to play for. They 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 lack a lot of talent, um, both offensively and defensively. But I think that Andrew Luck had. Um, I don't want to say a career year because I think the year that the Deflate Gate year I think was was his career year when he just kind of there was his breakout year. No, but this was a career defining type year. Right, way, right. Like, hey, I'm back. Hey, I'm elite. He is elite. He's he's elite. I don't, yeah, I don't and, argue that he's not. And hey, the Colts aren't going anywhere. No, I, that's what he's no, that's what he's saying. I know he wants I saw, them to yeah. be competitive again. I mean, dude, they were. What one in fifteen, and then and then he brings him eleven and five his rookie year. You know what I mean? The guy's mm-hmm. a winner. Yeah. He really is. So I think that the like that Andrew Locke is saying like guys, we're we're here to play again. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. Of that. I think they need they need to tweak their offense definitely. Um, they don't have a they don't have a defined running back just yet. Right. They don't have um. They have one receiver. T.Y. Allen's very talented. Probably the most inconsistent player I've watched play that position in a and while. E- Ebron, I mean, he's nothing special. He's nothing special. Yeah, he had a good year. Um, definitely nothing special. But pretty much just a goal line target, like a like a red zone threat. He's not really. He had like a few rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah, but he's not. You, you know what I mean? He's not like a uh, like no, Travis yeah, Kelsey or a healthy no, Rob Gronkowski. What I'm saying is he. Versatile in his in his position. Yeah. I think it's an ill-defined position for him because he can play fullback just as well as he can play tight end or wide receiver. Sure. So they yes they're talented. Andrew Luck is a is a key piece to to their future. I don't think that um, I think he he's invested and he he's been open about this. He's invested in the future with that team. I don't think he's going to go ring chasing anytime soon. I think he wants to chase a ring with the Colts in Indianapolis. Yeah. All right. I agree. All right, let's move on to the Hall of Fame now, because I think that we, we pretty much covered the the majority of the the awards. Yeah, I mean, as for the Hall of Fame, good to see Ty Law getting in. Um, I think the defining corners of his era, probably him and Charles Woodson. Um, I think the Darrell Rivas era came after him, um, and, and and there's really something to be said about like he was a cornerstone of the piece, probably on the all decade team in the '90s and the all decade team in the 2000s, yeah. I would say. Um, and I think it took him probably a few too many years to get in, but he deserved it a thousand percent. Tony Gonzalez really revolutionizing the position yeah. of the tight end, pretty much holds every record there is yes. at the tight end position. He's the David Ortiz for designated hitters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, the biggest the, the biggest one for me. A player who I felt is maybe the best ever in at his position. I don't know. I just got a random email. Um, back to the player who I think is the best ever at his position, Ed Reed. Really? Yes. I think I've, I got to see him play towards the end of his career live. When he was in his prime, I've seen his highlights. I've seen... I've seen pretty much everything on Ed Reed in terms of career highlights, in terms of you know playoff experience, best interceptions, best pass breakups, whatever it may be. I think he he's one of the best. I, such a great player, and I, I'm at like, I don't even know how to put it. I, I I don't have a ton of adjectives to describe him. He's just a flat out 
hard worker, good work ethic. Well, dude, those on and off the field, I think he's a great guy. Those Ravens teams were so yeah, you fearful got for back. offenses. You know what I mean? They, like, yeah, they had their defenses won them. Flacco didn't win win them crap. No, I mean, yeah, he was Super Bowl MVP. Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed. Um, Oh my God! Just guys you don't want looking back at you across the line. Exactly, you know and they, I mean? they they looked the part too. They had the the smoked out visors with the crazy face masks. Like they looked scary. They they were they were a daunting defense, and I think he he was an integral part of that for a, for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we saw it here in New England, like the first uh, first hand the toll that a really um, competitive. And strong and uh, turnover heavy or turnover forcing defense can do. Um, kind of like um, the only neutralizer that I've ever seen for Tom Brady were kind of those Ravens teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had some good games against them, but like he also played some really tough games against he them. He did. And I was at one of the games in New England where. Um, there was missed extra points on both sides. It was nuts. And I just remember seeing our defense lineup and their defense lineup and me thinking, like, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, same thing you said. Yeah. And being like, dude, yeah. <laughs> this is unfair. I don't yeah. want to see our defense on the field right now because yeah. even though it's Flacco and, like, Ray Rice, you know what I mean? Yeah. I still feel like Flacco and Ray Rice are going to fare better against my guys then we're going to fare against, you know, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. And when you can be a consistently good and a consistently scary name in the NFL for so long, you're – was this – oh, was this his first year on the ballot? I think, yeah, he was first ballot. He was. He was. It doesn't say in in one. No, him and Tony Gonzalez, I thought were both first ballot, dude. I'm almost 100 percent okay. positive. So so is Champ Bailey, which yeah. I want to get into in a second because that I have a you know, but finishing up with Ed Reed, if you haven't, I re- I strongly suggest you go and watch his highlights, career highlights, because it, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 like special to watch. It gives me goosebumps to watch it, because he was he was a guy who who always wanted more. You'd see him get an interception on the goal line or in the end zone. And you see cornerbacks nowadays, they don't want to run it out because they're going to they're gonna put their team on like the one or two yard line and hemmed in to their own red zone. And Ed Reed would get an interception in the end zone and run it back for like 75 yards. He just had that confidence. And that's what you need to have nowadays. Not even nowadays. When he played in the NFL, if you have that confidence, if you looked apart, if you work hard, and he, he had that want, it wasn't even... I'll define it as confidence was one thing, but another thing was he had that want where he wasn't going to give up on any play, no matter what. He was going to get every single yard out of every single play he made for his entire career, and he did. So I think that was an that was a great choice for for the Hall of Fame to induct him. All right. So you said you had some passionate thoughts on Champ Bailey. Yeah. Very eager to hear what you have to say. I think he deserved to be first ballot. I do think he deserved to be first ballot. So then what could possibly there, be I was, I was I, I don't want to debate about it. I was reading some things on Instagram oh. where people were were um, skeptical of the choice. I 100% disagree with it. I think that Champ Bailey was, was one of those, said the same thing about Ed Reed. Um, 
he kind of took after Ed Reed's game almost. I, Ed Reed was a safety, right, and Champ Bailey was a cornerback. Mm-hmm. But, you know, secondary. They they were both really similar players, and Champ Bailey was just a, a consistent name in the NFL for so long. And he, he was really good. He was an unbelievable defensive presence on the Broncos. Dude, in 2006 with Denver, he had 10 picks for 162 yards. 70-yard pick was one of them for a touchdown. But, he was such an offensive defender, too. Oh, aggressive, absolutely. But, like, my point being, it, 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 10 picks is, is a lot, dude. It is. A lot. I mean, some of the other guys that had those seasons, like, like Ty Law, I think his highest season was nine. But, like, that also tells you, like, he's on the best guy that the other team has because he's getting targeted the best. Right. And to have the success against those guys that he did is really freaking special. So. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, 16 games in a season, 10 of those games you got an interception. And how many did you say? 100-something yards? 162. 162 yards. So he averaged, how many is that? I don't even know. 16 yards. Is that really? That's what it is. Okay, 16 yards on an interception per game. Yeah, 162 divided by 10. So going, okay, yeah. Going back to the thing about Ed Reed. Getting an interception, most cornerbacks nowadays get an interception run for like two yards or just knee it or downed because they dive out for the interception. That basically means that on each of his interceptions, he went for 16 extra yards, which is pretty incredible. He returned kicks for them too, right? Yeah, he he did a lot. I mean, he was just an overall athlete. Um, Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he unbelievable player in my opinion. I don't see the... uh, I don't see the the dilemma in putting him in the Hall of Fame. And um, the other guy, yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, I agree, I agree. There's no more to add there. Do this math for me. 52 divided by 15. Oh, all right, I'm just going to do it all at the top of my head. Uh, 52. Yep, you're doing the calculator. 3.46, probably repeating. I don't know. Okay, so he played for 15 seasons, ended his career with 52 interceptions, including 10 in 2006 alone. He reached the Super Bowl only once, and they lost to the Seahawks in the final game of his NFL career. This I'm reading yeah, this from, that was, that from was with Peyton Manning. All Sports News, by the way, on uh, on Instagram. Um, just looking at those numbers, obviously you're going to have years at the beginning of your career and the end of your career that are a little less productive than when you're in your peak. But you no, look at his prime. His prime. That's what I'm saying. Peak prime. Same thing. Um, what? What? Peak and prime. No, in the I was agreeing <laughs> with you. I was just saying, like, you don't look when you're classifying a Hall of Famer. You're not looking at his rookie year and his and his tail end when he's right. S- no, but I'm sixty. You know what I mean? I'm like, responding to the people who are on Instagram saying that he doesn't deserve to be in. Well, he absolutely does. Those are those are haters. Those are those are fake Russian accounts or something. I don't yep, know. yep. The Russians hacking our social media is what it is. <laughs> so I think all the Hall of Fame inductees also accurate. Along with the uh, the awards, I think pretty good class this year. Who is Kevin Mayway? No idea. So that's the. I mean, if you're a center, I guess there's a. Uh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. Was he first ballot? If he was first ballot and Ty Law wasn't first ballot, we're gonna have issues. Doesn't say. No. A few. All right. Good. Year five. Good. As was fellow inductee Ty Law. Yeah. Five years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But anyway, I guess the, the criteria is a little different for a center because your numbers well, are... You don't have numbers. <laughs> how about this? 
How about this? I, I heard this this morning. Um, the New England Patriots have, uh, of this era, have zero Hall of Fame inductions, inductees. Not Brewski, not Lawyer Malloy, not Will Fork, not Brady, obviously, because he's not done. Of, of this era, of the Super Bowl winning era since 2000. Right. Right. He's yeah. the first guy. Oh, okay, okay. That's my point. Oh, okay. So I think the NFL is starting to take notice. Dude, you have the Minnesota Vikings with seven guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And they, they went to four Super Bowls and, lo- and lost them all in the yeah. 70s. Then you have, I think even the even the Bills have Hall of Famers from when they went to the four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And now you have this Patriots era, and there's no guys in the Hall of Fame with, the Super, with Super Bowl trophies from this Patriots era. And I think that they're starting to take notice, and I think you might even see like a lawyer Malloy get in, and I think the Patriots kind of going to start opening the gates for their own guys like that. But like I think that like how how does that how are they naughty? You know what I mean? Like were there any they, kickers that ever got into the Hall of Fame? Were there? Yeah, of course. Were there? Probably. Okay. Because I feel like. Vinatieri. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He should once, be. once he's done. No, and he should be first ballot as well. But whatever, we can have that. I just talk about the the criteria is different for every single player. And we were talking about this with the baseball. Is like some players you just can't compare them. Like I can't say. Yeah, this center deserves to be in more than this cornerback because they're not that you can't compare the two. First of all, centers don't have numbers, do they? What do you mean, like stats? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I think they make up stats. Like, there's some like percentage, and it ties into sacks too. Like, how I think as an offensive line they have stats, but as individuals you can't have like stats as a as a lineman, offensive lineman. So I can't really, I can't really give you a uh, a clear answer on if I agree with Kevin Mayway or not. A, I don't know who he is. B, he's a center. Like I said, can't really compare the two, and not compare the two. I just I, I don't know the criteria for a center. All right, here you go. There's four place kickers in the Hall of Fame. Morton Anderson, of course, yeah, very deserving. Um, George Blanda, he was also a quarterback, so that's cool. That is um, that is cool. Lou Groza, he was also a tackle, and Jan Stenerod. But these guys are all in the Hall of Fame for their kicking. That's crazy. Yeah. But you must have just had to be like money, or just do it for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So do you want? Do, let's move into the Super Bowl preview. Let's do now. it. All right, biggest topic of the day. We're done with the BS. We're here right now. We are four hours and 15 minutes away from kickoff. Yep. We are reporting here from Boston. Super Bowl is happening in Atlanta in four hours. Let's get right into the preview. If you, everybody who's listening to this podcast should know what the matchup is. If you don't, please stop listening. But it's Patriots and Rams tonight, 630 Eastern time in Atlanta, Georgia. The Patriots... Five-time Super Bowl champions. This is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl appearance. And you, on the other side, you've got the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff's first Super Bowl appearance. Sean McVay's first Super Bowl appearance as a coach. They are zero-time Super Bowl champions in ever. Have the Rams ever won a Super Bowl? Uh, no. They're zero-time Super Bowl champions. This is their first appearance in the Super Bowl in a long time, right? Since Tom Brady's first. Which was 18 years ago? 19 years ago? 
17 years ago. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So 17 years ago, that was their last Super Bowl appearance. The 2001 season, 2002 was when the game was played. So, let's dive right into it. I want to start with, I want to compare each player, each position individually, and talk about what side wins that battle, and then we can just get into, you know, predictions. Let's start from the top down then. Coach. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I think every single time, first of all, Sean McVay has never coached against a guy that coaches all three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Meaning, meaning offense, defense, defense and, and special, special teams. teams. Bill Belichick has his hand in everything. Sean Payton, great coach. Okay? Worries about the offense. Andy Reid, great coach. Worries about the offense. Right. You know what I mean? Bill Belichick literally has his hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sean Payton's not just going to roll in. I mean, <laughs> McVay, McVay is not just going to roll in, you know, like and, and automatically have the coaching advantage. As a matter of fact, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Belichick obviously I'm sorry, does. any any coach in this league who is going up against Bill right. Belichick in any so, game is not winning the coach battle. He's the greatest coach of all time, hands down. No, obviously, but the, the thing that's so defining, I think the guy, let me be clear, the coach... That has the opportunity to change this game is not Belichick or McVay. It's Wade Phillips. Really? The the the, the game literally lies on Wade Phillips' play sheet. Let me let me be clear. He, if they win, it's gonna be dude. The the play calling on the defensive side by Wade Phillips was unbelievable. If they lose, it'll be Wade Phillips was outmatched yeah. and out schemed by Bill Belichick. Because Sean McVay is the young offensive guy, you know what I mean, yeah. and he doesn't really have his hand in the de- defense. Listen, I already, I already have the answer for you, and I don't want to jinx anything. And I'm, I'm gonna be clear. Whatever we say, this isn't a jinx. We are strictly predicting at this point. So if we go ahead and say something, don't come back if, if the game goes one way or another and say, "Oh, that was a jinx," because we're just predicting. We don't know this to be a fact. We're not saying that this is gonna happen. We're just predicting at this point. I'm saying that in my prediction, Bill Belichick already has that that battle won. Yeah? Yeah, of course. I think anything that Wade Phillips has come up with, Bill Belichick's come up with two things. Anything that Sean McVay has on the offensive side, Bill Belichick has two things on defense. Well, dude. Any fake punt that they want to run, we already have a counter for it. Well, Belichick came out and said, like, Wade Phillips has been running the same defense for 31 years. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but it's really successful. So Wade Phillips is sitting there like, oh my god, I've run the same defense for 31 years. And Bill knows it. And he's but it's really successful, so do I stick with it? Bill Belichick's already in his head, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're already losing that battle. You're right. You're spot on. That's why I love media day, too. Yeah, I mean, poor noise in Sue's head. I'm pumped about that. You hear that mm-hmm. quote? Yep. I love that. I can probably pull it up, but it was unreal. Um... You know, as a warning to pay from Patriots fans. Whatever, whatever. We'll get to that in a different time. He was but. like, he was like, if you touch Tom Brady, it's just saying, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We'll take this outside. And then no one. He was like, have a good day, sir. That's what Sue said. Yeah. I kind of, I, I like the response. I thought he was gonna get pissed at him and be like, I don't know. What's up, white boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go to quarterback then. Are you good with that? Huh? <laughs> or no? I mean, like. <laughs> We can, we can say, well, let's, 
be real clear. Quarterback is uh, when I talk about Tom Brady, I'm also going to talk about Sean. Um, oh my God. Jared Goff. No, no, I'm also going to talk about Josh McDaniels. I'm having a name issue today. I think if Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady ha- have a game plan today that is going to kind of defy the expectations of the Rams. You know what I mean? Yep. Because the Patriots, when they want to go vertical, they go vertical. When they want to play short and check downs, they do that. You know what I mean? And oftentimes you hear, like, dude, you know how many times I listen to the radio or listen to podcasts and hear people say, oh, well, Brady's going to do the the dinking and dunking or whatever they call it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, dude, have you watched the Patriots game? He doesn't do that. He throws the ball down the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that aggravates me. And he's going to do that today. He's going to go over the top. He's going to challenge Aqib Tlaib. He's going to challenge Patterson or whatever his name is, Peterson. And he's just going to go at him. And I also think that that's going to open up some of the James Whites. You know what I mean? The little dips. And the Edelmans over the seam. Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he hits Gronk on a long seam pass. Yeah. Or Philip Dorsett. You know, on a fly route or something like that. I can see that as a real possibility. 100%. And I think that McDermott, oh, <laughs> that McDaniels is um, very, very. I, I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a two point conversion at one point. I wouldn't be surprised if they go for it on fourth down. I yeah. think that the Patriots are playing all out. And I think that Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady are definitely the combination that Wade Phillips does not want to see. I think tonight's game is Patriots offense versus Rams defense. I don't think you have anything to worry about on the other side of the ball. Really? Yeah. I think Robert Woods is the best player on the offense on both sides. Uh, talk early. Uh, well, He's hurt, but t- tonight I agree with you. I think Robert Woods may have the best offensive performance. However... No, Brady is. On the Rams. Okay. Uh, but... I think because Todd Gurley is injured, but I think Todd Gurley's the best Dude, offensive player on the Todd Gurley, the moment's too big for him. I'm convinced. Oh my god, his knee is hurt too. No, I'm convinced. Both knees. I don't care if he was healthy, dude. I'm convinced that Tom Gur- that mm, that Todd Gurley that he just can't handle the moment, dude. Yeah. In the in the NFC playoffs, he's just been kind of a shell. Okay, well in the NFC championship, he was on the sideline for like half the game. Dude, C.J. Anderson. Was He's he playing well. Starting it. He played well. He, he ran all over them. So, I don't know. And he's a fat C.J. Anderson, too. He's not even the same player. But whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, that being said, going from that, you give the quarterback edge to Brady, obviously, over Goff. Oh, 100%. Jared Goff is inexperienced, not, even, not only in the postseason, but in, he's never played in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Imagine how scared he is. To You think he'd much rather be seeing the Chiefs right now, right? I would. Yeah. You got to go offense quarterback battle. I'm not even talking about seeing the Patriots defense. No, and a quarterback Andy Reed, battle, dude. Like, yeah, Andy Reed, like it's like, dude, come on, man. You're what are you gonna against, win? It's like this is the worst spot for him to come in, and I don't think he's gonna fail under pressure. I think he'll have a decent game. Will he be anything outstanding? No. Will he be better than Tom Brady? No. I don't think any quarterback. And I said this about the coaches, too. I don't think any quarterback who goes against Tom Brady is, has to be considered the better quarterback. Because Tom Brady has proven time and time again in these situations that he can do anything. Two years ago, he was down 28-3. to And with two minutes left in the third quarter, he somehow pulls off the greatest comeback 
ever in NFL history. Not even in Super Bowl history. In NFL history. That was the greatest comeback ever. Ever. No no one... And it was led by him, too. You can't say, like, oh, this, you know, you have this person to thank that. It was Tom Brady. It was him. You see his energy on the sidelines. They look to him. He's the leader of the team. If you saw Tom Brady on the bench, sulking the whole game, then the whole team's not going to rally around Add that. Philip Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? exactly. The whole team's not going to rally around that and say, all right, let's, we can do this. It was Tom Brady, after throwing that pick six, who got back to the bench. Yeah, he had his head in his hands for a while. They came back out at halftime. They let up the touchdown. And he goes, you know what? Let, you know, this, I, at, in that moment, I thought that might have been his last game. Or that, um... The last time we see him in a postseason game ever, rather. I didn't think he was going to retire, but I'm like, this is everyone, you know, you thought this is it, right? This, is the, da- this is the downfall of Tom Brady right to here. Two, and now they've been to two cents. And they've been to two cents. So, so, in that moment, you're like, this is it. And then all of a sudden, he turns it on. Right. He starts completing the passes. The sacks stop happening. The defense steps it up, and they win the game. So, if you're comparing Super Bowl quarterbacks, if Tom Brady's name is mentioned, he's winning that comparison. So, yes, he's the better quarterback tonight. All right, so my theory on running backs is very simple. I think that all NFL running backs nowadays are pretty much carbon copies of each other. I think that Saquon's a little bit of a different animal. But I think Todd Gurley can play. And I think that Sony Michelle right now might have the edge. I really, really do. Who, who is the better committee? Because both I teams are, the Patriots, both teams are running the committee Burkhead, tonight. White. And Sony, I think that they're just, they're more diverse in that way. Like, you know what I mean? Agreed. The way that you can go to them yep. via the pass or or the run. Um, I think, I, I would even put Devlin, we have the best fullback in football in my mind. Yep. Um, he can catch passes, I've seen him catch touchdowns, I've seen him run touchdowns, yep. you know what I mean? He can go that extra two yards, whatever. But, um, I think that the difference isn't going to be the running backs tonight, it's going to be the offensive line. Yeah. And... I I like the unit that the Rams have, mm-hmm. but I, I think that the Patriots' offensive line is vastly more important to the success of the team. Yeah. I think the Rams' offensive line can have a tough night and be okay. Yeah. I think that Trey Flowers can get to them and like that can happen, but I think that they can still win. I don't think the Patriots can win the game if the offensive line is a bad night. I really don't. I know, I don't. The defensive because defensive front yes. for, the, for the Rams it's is too good. Unbelievably good. And our running backs aren't the same tackle breakers that Todd Gurley is. You know what I mean? So I see I see the, the offensive line being vastly more important than the running back game. So I'm not going to give the edge to either team in running backs. I'm looking just at the line. And right now, I think I can't even give an edge okay, to either in, team in, on the line. Instead of saying who do you think will have the better performance tonight, who just has the better two running backs? I'm not again. I'm not going to do that. Wise. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I, I I'm I'll not going to do that. Why? Do you because not like, I think that it, I'm telling you tonight, it's going to be a product of the offensive line. I'm no, I understand you. that. Right, I know, and you're asking me talent wise. I yeah. get that, but like, obviously, talent like Todd Gurley is the most talented guy in the field. I get that. Yeah. But like James White can catch the ball, dude. Yeah. Catch 15 passes a game if he needs to. You know what I mean? So I, I just see, I think Skarnecki is going to have his, t- his his group ready to go. And I yeah. see the Patriots probably getting the edge. But I, I, I didn't want to say that. See what you made me do? You made me make a prediction. 
Yeah, well, this is what this podcast is about. I know, but I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do a. Ha- I didn't want to do a running back prediction. I'm sorry, but now I did. God. <laughs> so, um, I let, let's go to wide receivers. Why not? Why you disagree? You agree with what I said on the running backs? No, I agree that it's hard to hard to say. Tonight. Who do you give the edge to? Talent wise, the Patriots have a better committee of running backs. Of and and. Like, think about how many players we can just throw at running back. Right? No, I know. Yes, yes. Um, Cordero Patterson takes his occasional. No, I, if run. I see him run, I'm going to start rooting for the Rams. You won't. I um, will. But anyway, I yeah, it's tough to predict because then again, it's the Super Bowl. So anything can happen tonight. And I think we're going to see anything... That can happen, will happen tonight. Because it's the freaking Super Bowl. Every year the Patriots are in it, there's always that catch. You know, the catch. The Julio Jones catch. The David Tyree catch. What the, about the Edelman catch? Yeah, I know, but it goes the. there's always one that goes the other way. The Edelman catch rewrote that in that game. The, Even the, the curse catch. The curse catch that went yeah. off of his freaking shin. There was one last year, too, which was pretty... Alshon Jeffrey or somebody had a nice catch. Maybe Nelson Aguilar. It was Aguilar. Aguilar. Okay. No. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but you kind of said it differently. Oh, I wasn't I trying to it. correct you. Yeah, well, it, it came across. I was saying, like, oh, it was it him. It came across that way. Okay. Very upset. Salty. <laughs> Salty. But anyway, so we're going to see that. And I've accepted that, that freaking Robert Woods is going to make, like, a one-handed, hits him in the face, hits him in the foot, hits hits his fingertips, what are comes your, back. and. What are your thoughts on Brandon Cooks? Um, I think I think he we don't have to worry about him. I think we know his game well enough. A thousand yard guy every year, dude. He is, but um, you saw what he did in the Super Bowl last year. I don't know what the hell that was. He had one catch and he turned around and got popped. I think he was pretty nervous, and I don't, I can't, um, I can't like describe what that was. The, you 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 know the play I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Where he tur- he ca- caught the ball, turned around, got absolutely popped, concussion out of the game. Was it nerves? Do you Dude, think? He only caught one pass that game. One pass, and yeah. that, that was the pass. Was that nerves? What was it? No, I think it was just a tough play, dude. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Either way, he was in the he was in the system last year. I think we have him figured out. He's a he's a deep play specialist, mm-hmm. and he's. He's a talent. I'm not going to say that, like, oh, this guy sucks. We don't need to cover him. Because we do. He is a talented football player. He's, he's very fast. He is very elusive. He's got great hands. Um, he was clutch for us last year. The one thing that I, I do think is a little bit of relief is that he played for us last year. I think we, we know his game. It hasn't changed. It's still the same. His game is still the same. He hasn't morphed into this like new wide receiver I think he still has the same assets that he had last year and that's where I think the defense knows him best and I don't think that he's your biggest threat dude I again watching him play last year he had the quietest 1,000 yard season I have ever seen I'm not I'm he was so inconsistent I'm not fearful of him I think who do so who do you give the receiving core edge to um Talent-wise, Rams. the Rams. But. Been there, done that, performance-wise, Pats. Pats, because it's Tom freaking Brady throwing you the ball. No, but what? it's also all reliable Edelman and Gronk. 
Yeah, but we saw Philip Dorsett catch two touchdown passes in two playoff games this this postseason without doing anything in, in the regular season. Yeah, we I mean, saw actually he was Chris your Hogan, who was MIA all year, come in clutch against the Chiefs. Yeah, but Philip Rivers was also your best receiver in your first four games this year. So like, I, I mean, Philip Rivers' talents there, dude. He's the fastest guy on the team. Philip Rivers? Oh my God, Dorsett, <laughs> Dorsett. I was like, you what? get what I'm saying, Philip Dorsett. But, like, uh, dude, he's also your fastest guy on the team. Like, he really is. Yeah, but Chris Hogan, like, they have so many assets, and so do the Rams. They stack up pretty evenly in terms of wide receivers. And your biggest threat, okay, who do you think is the biggest threat for each team on the receiving core? First do the Patriots, and then do the Rams. I'll tell you mine. Uh, biggest threat for the pa- uh, for the Patriots, like, on defense, or, like, the biggest threat that they have? The biggest threat that they have. Okay. Up- um, the the, I would say you don't want you don't want dude I that's tough because like I want to go with Edelman but like I think that the biggest threat is probably James White just due to the variety of ways he can get him the ball and I would but like I guess he's a running back so would that not count maybe yeah then definitely Edelman just cause security blanket I would say Edelman. All right, and then for the Rams, biggest threat's definitely uh, Robbie Woods. Yeah, so um, I think he's their most talented receiver. However, I think this is Bill Belichick. This is um, Brian Flores on defense. Miami Dolphins new head coach. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second because I also don't love that. But anyway, um, I think that um, Josh Reynolds is their biggest threat. And, yeah, go ahead and be like, who the hell is Josh Reynolds? You know who Josh Reynolds is, right? Yeah. I think that... <laughs> do you not know who Josh Reynolds is? No, I do. He's a guy, dude, that catches a ball. <laughs> that, yeah, that he does do that. Um, I think the Patriots are going to have Robert Woods and Brandon Cook's number on defense. And I think that's going to open up room for... For Gerald Everett and Josh Reynolds, who, yeah. and... <laughs> what are you rolling your eyes about over there, buddy? I, Let's no. talk about it. Go ahead. But I think that, yeah, Robert Woods will get catches. I'm not saying we're going to shut him down completely, but I think you've got to worry about Josh Reynolds, who's a, who, who's a young talent. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. I look at the Rams team, and I'm like, oh, my God. Josh Reynolds and Everest or whatever <laughs> are scary. No, 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 no. I'm worried about Cooks, and I'm worried about Woods. And Cooks, to be quite honestly, not that worried about. All right? So, I don't know, man. I, that's why I'm rolling my eyes. I just feel like it's terrible analysis All on right. your part. Well, terrible analysis. Call me during the game tonight after we see Josh Reynolds open up a big play for, for how many ever yards he'll go for. And All right, do you also want me to call you every single time that Cooper uh, – not Cooper Cup. Oh, my God. That Robert, I'm having the worst. I am literally having the worst (laughs) name day ever. That Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks catches a pass for more than 15 yards. Like I'll call you every time, or just any pass. Like, listen, I think that you you can't get you can't sweep those guys under the rug and say they're young, they're inexperienced. We don't need to worry about them. Would you rather have Hogan and Dorsett or those two on on my team? Yeah, Hogan and Dorsett. So then what are you worried about, dude? 
They are receivers. They are receivers in the NFL who are going to be open after Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are covered. Yeah, you're right because we're only playing defense with six guys. I forgot about that. Jesus. All right, let's go. Next position. I'm done with that. That's so dumb. All right, I'm not even going to do tight end because it ties into what we just talked about. Yeah. Defense as a whole. Edge. What? Rams. Yeah, I think that goes. Um, I think that. I think that the. I I I don't mind the the spot that the Patriots are in defensively. Dude, the the scheme, the preparation favors the Patriots, and I think that it's going to be a level level playing field. But the talent on defense is Rams, but the the preparation is all Patriots. It's got their name written all over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I I I had a lot of fun watching the Patriots defense against the Chiefs because I thought that they were. They looked really, really good, well, especially in the for, Chargers. In the Chargers too, but that was a little bit more of a uh, a quick blowout. The Chiefs like close game. I think their their defense played well, and I think that it's a little bit more of a of a team that doesn't have a ton of big names on it defensive defensively. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, Lawrence guy. <laughs> That's a big name. Um. Oh, what's his name? I mean, Patrick Chung, Patrick Chung, Kyle Van Noy, Adrian Claiborne, <laughs> Jason McCordy, Devin McCordy, um, J.C. Jackson, Deron Harmon. Like, no, no. like the only if you're not from New England, you don't know who they are. Right. The only big names for real are probably Dante Trey Hightower. Flowers and Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. Even Trey Flowers sneaks up on people nowadays. I mean, Trey, I don't even think he's a team. huge name in the league. I think he's, he's a huge the best name defensive around. player on the team, though. Would you agree? No. Gilmore. Um, I'm biased towards Dante Hightower because he's my favorite player. Yeah, but he stinks, so. No, he doesn't. Um, I think he's one of the best pass rushers that this organization has seen in a long time. <laughs> you have something to say about that? No, I no. Exactly, because I'm right. Um, yeah. but I think the Rams have a ton of huge names. Um, Aqib Talib, mm-hmm. the former Patriot. Shot himself in the foot. Uh, kind of an idiot. Chain snatching people left and right. Needs to focus more on football. He's a big name. Um, Nadamon King Sue, who's kind of a dick. Uh, real, uh, he's a huge dick. Uh, but people know his name because he's a journeyman and he's good. Uh, Aaron Donald, who we talked about, just one defensive player of the year. Probably one of the scariest D tackles in the league. Um, the scariest. The scariest D tackle in the league. Uh, who else? Who who's that other big cornerback? Why are you showing me a picture of Dante Hightower? That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't phase me in the slightest. That proves that you're wrong. Like how's that? I don't know. What the picture? Yeah, the picture <laughs> shows you you're wrong. Whatever. Okay. Um, who's the other cornerback who's big? Well, the the guy who committed the uh, the Peter, infamous. Peterson? No, not Peterson. The I got no idea. the guy who committed the famous the infamous pass interference against Tommy Lee Lewis. Ro- oh. Ro- Roby Coleman or whatever his name no is. No idea. Ro- Roby <laughs> Dome. Look, look. Robison, whatever, whatever his name is. He he's a decently big name. Um, I think that by far the most important or the biggest name in this entire Super Bowl is going to be Tony Romo. I think that he's going to be the difference maker. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Tony no. Romo we'll is going to be the difference maker. We'll talk about that in a second. All right, fine. I need to fit Marcus Peters. That's what I already I already said his name. Except I said Peterson instead yeah, of Peters. Yeah, Peterson. Yeah. John Johnson. Oh, Corey Littleton. I forgot about Corey Littleton. Yes, you're right. 
classic all-star. Not an all-star, but he, he's sneaky. Like, we've got sneaky players, they've got sneaky players. Dude, maybe I'm... Oh, my God. What? That was a voice crack. <laughs> maybe I am just being, like, way too overconfident, but just, like, literally none of them scared His me. name is Nikel Roby, by the way. But... Um, you were right when you said Roby Z or whatever. I, I thought it was Roby Coleman for some. It's just Nikel Roby. Yeah. Um, so, Rams... For the, for the answer to who's the better defense. I give edge Patriots. You said edge Rams. I give edge Patriots. <laughs> um, I give edge Patriots just because of... Uh, dude, I think that... Like, McVay's awesome and whatnot, but, like, he's never faced the Bill Belichick two weeks prepared defense before. Oh, yeah, no. And I think that... Dude, like, the, the, don't get me wrong, the Patriots' defense has been so disappointing in, like, the last three Super Bowls. Like, it's been hard to watch. Except for at the very end of the game when they need it. Yeah, but, like, you're digging yourself a hole. And now this this year, it's kind of the opposite in the playoffs. They're nasty at the beginning, and then at the end, it's like, ee, you know, losing steam. <laughs> but I think that's 100% a product of the scheme. It's, it's, look, we're prepared, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, and then the other team makes adjustments later. And we don't have the athletes to continue making adjustments. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I do give the edge Patriots just because I think that I just I, I just give the edge Patriots with Belichick. And I don't think this can I'm not be, betting against Belichick. Yeah, I'm not, no. I don't think that this game can be taken lightly by anybody. Because, and I also think, I said this earlier to, to my father in the car. I think this is the biggest one. Do you call him father? No. You call him dad? Dad. Oh. <laughs> That's weird that you just reverenced him as father. I would have said to my dad. Okay, I said this to my dad in the car earlier. I think this is the biggest one. What's biggest, the biggest, biggest one? Biggest Super Bowl in, Tom, in, in the Patriots' career. Patriots history, Tom Brady's career. Because you have the opportunity to right the wrong from last year. A game that you should have won. Well. <laughs> you also have the opportunity to, to have a lot of your big players go out on top. This may be the last one ever. For Gronk, for McCordy, for McCordy, for both of those clowns. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. I also, I, I don't want to say that that Tom Brady's not gonna come back next year. Oh, he is. No, he's in. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I mean, come back as Tom Brady. I don't want to say that that he's gonna fall off, but I mean, give the guy some credit. He's doing an incredible thing at his age. How much longer can he keep this up? And I don't want to be like one of those haters that said he's going to fall off. But this may be the last one. I, you know, yes, yes. We have been in the Super Bowl for the last three years. This may be the last one. And I think they know that, too. They know that if they win... Dude, Belichick threw a party Friday night. (laughs) Per Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston... Uh, Belichick threw a party, and then per Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston, he also spoke with Tom Brady and said that I've never seen him more relaxed, more at peace with his own life, more happy with the spot that he's in, and he said it's just different to see both these guys kind of like appreciating the moment, taking in the moment. So I, yeah. so maybe there's something to what you're saying. I I. I think they For know the first that time if they ever, win, you're having Gronk's a coherent gone. thought. Right. I think it's if they win, they know Gronk's gone. If they win, McCordy has been open about, you know, I've got nothing left to prove. 
Both of them. They're both getting up there. You, you well, Jason's them. even been in the league longer than Devin. Jason has been in longer. Yeah, one year, but still. Um, He's undefeated in his playoff career, so that's cool. Because he's 0-0. Zero zero. Jason McCourty? In his playoff career. Oh, I thought he meant Super Bowl career. 2-0. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think they there's something that, that we don't know that they know. And but we're, we're, but we know that they we, don't yeah, know. We don't, we don't know, right? We, yeah, we're we're it's just we're yeah. inferring at this point. But this is the biggest one, and I think if you want all those guys to go out on top, I think you got to. Th- this is a must-win game, and and I don't think it should be taken lightly at all because the Rams are a good team. We can't just say, oh, they've never been in the Super Bowl. This quarterback has never been in the Super Bowl before. This coach has never coached in the Super Bowl, and we've got Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, so we're fine because we're not. We lost to a backup quarterback last year in the Super Bowl. We almost lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship to a quote-unquote rookie quarterback. I throw quotations because obviously he's not a rookie, but he is. Um, we almost we did not have a great season. Eleven and five for the Patriots for this team that they've been is okay. It's not great. I think a lot of people were expecting more out of this team, especially when we signed Josh Gordon. Like, I, this is such a weird year for Patriots fans because you sit here and you're like, oh, you know, of course they're in the Super Bowl. But, like, let's look back. Like, week six, week seven, week eight, you're sitting there like, huh, maybe they're done. Mm-hmm. I wrote an article talking about the Patriots being done. I said, Belichick or Brady has to go before the year's over. And if I'm the organization... I'm saying bye to Brady. And that was tough for me to write. And I realized I was wrong. Like, I'll admit I was wrong. But, like, I think that for Patriots fans now, they're taking this as, like, a last hurrah. I think that they're happy to be here as well. And I don't know. Does that does that make sense? Yes. Like, it's just a different feeling for Patriots fans. Not a fans. lot of people are talking about this either. This might be Belichick's last game coaching. No, he Brady and Belichick. Look, if they're if I'm rating them on a hundred point scale of returning, Gronk's a zero, McCourty's a twenty, McCourty's a twenty, both of them. Yeah. Um, Brady's a hundred. He said he's back. Brady's a hundred, and Belichick's a ninety-seven. Really? I really don't think that there's a chance that Belichick steps away. He's he's coming back no so. matter what. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna say this without without saying literally that they're not going to come back. But I don't think they're going to come back as, as themselves next year. I don't think you're just going to... And, and it's going to be such a different team next year, too. We lost a lot of guys this year. We're, we're probably going to lose more at the end of this year, right? Yeah, but dude... Because the, Patri- the Patriots are known for not wanting to pay their players. <laughs> They've always been... They've always been that team, though, dude. Yeah, but I feel like this year is different. I feel like this and yeah, but, this is why this Super Bowl is so different. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But they, yes, you're right. Like, but they they are coming back. They will be back. Like, when are you going to start? You're going to bet against the Patriots now? I'm not betting against the Patriots. No, I mean for, like, next year. Like, I'm never, ever going to not, like, bet against the no, Patriots. As long I, as Belichick and Brady. doesn't matter if they're, if Brady's literally 50 years old and Belichick is seriously 76. Yeah. I think that they've still got a chance. It's Brady oh, and Oh, I Belichick. understand they still have a chance, but I really do feel like like this year is different than the, than the rest. And 
I felt like Brady was going to hang him up after 51, after that great comeback, and I think that probably would have been a good time for him to do so. I think he, he's proven, he had proved everything that he needed to prove. And except, now he, and now except he for his business venture. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. The TV 12 <laughs> method, dude. I know. This, the only reason he's still playing is not for the drive or the love of the game. I think that he's oh, done. Oh, no, no. He loves the no, game. I no. get that. No, no, <laughs> I get that. I get that. He loves the game. I'm not saying he doesn't. But, like, Giselle begs him not to play. Yeah. And the only reason he's genuinely still playing the game, I think, is because he's promoting the TB12 method. He really is. Like, look, guys, because he's, he's, he's focusing on his career after football, and he's saying, look, I'm 41 years old, I'm in the Super Bowl, and I'm still going. Yep. Um, I think that, going back to the Super Bowl 51 thing, I think that after 51, he had, he had proved everything that, that he needed to prove. He had accomplished it all. Five Super Bowls, greatest comeback in NFL history, Super Bowl MVP, uh, three season MVPs, tons of records broken, and regarded as the best quarterback of all time. And people said that. His haters, his doubters, analysts said, you know what, he's done it all. He proved me wrong. And I think if he had said... Rob Parker hasn't, but yeah. Yeah, I think if he had said that he was done after that, I think that's going out on top. But he didn't. He came back for another season, and now, two years later, Super Bowl 53 tonight... He's still got something to prove because of last year. Right? He has to right the wrong from last year. That's what he has to do tonight. Because if he loses this game, think about it. He, it people are going to say, oh, he lost the last two Super Bowls of his career. Think about it. It's going to not tarnish his legacy, but it's definitely going to put a Dude, dent the, in the, it. The 4-0 the, the oh is better than 5-4 and four thing. It, it is... It's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever no, heard. No, it's dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I think this is the biggest one so far because he has to write that wrong. And I'm not even talking about his Super Bowl record. I'm talking about the fact that he would have lost his last two after Super Bowl 51 and people would have said, oh, he fell off. And that's what they're going to say if, he, if they lose tonight. Yeah, I, I mean... Dude. I don't agree necessarily with that philosophy that he falls off after losing his next two. But you know that people are going to say that. Max Kellerman is going to say that. Stephen A. Smith is going to say yeah, that. Yeah, Kellerman's a joke, though. He's and a they, joke, but they're going to say that. People listen And those are the national guys, dude. They do what they exactly. want for ratings. People That's people to want to hear, though. That's all they want to hear. And people hate the Patriots, and people are going to feed right. off of that. That's why you need to win this game. And in my mind, this is the biggest one. And I also think it's going to be the hardest for them to win. All right, so can I have your Super Bowl prediction? Yeah, let, let's do the Super Bowl prediction. And numbers don't necessarily, to me, don't necessarily in predictions mean as much as they do if like if you can predict what actually happens in the game. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I can't just be like, oh, it's gonna be 21 to whatever. You know, I want to. You know, let's actually like let's let's dive into this a little bit. So, do you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm saying overtime. I'm also going to say that it's going to be it's going to it's going to I think it's going to be very similar to the Chiefs game. I think you might see a higher scoring game than the Chiefs game. Uh-huh. I think these two this could be a shootout tonight. All right. So so what's okay. I think that um it's tough for me to put a number on it. What do you mean? Well, because I don't necessarily like I don't want to just like 
throw numbers out there. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll um, to and I, I don't even. All right, I'm going forty-two thirty-five Patriots in overtime. I like forty-two thirty-five. Wow. I, I really think that – so let me debrief. Let me tell you how I think the game's going to go. I think the Patriots are going to get off to a very good start offensively. I think they're going to be leading the Rams at half by by at least one and a half scores or more, meeting a, a touchdown and a field goal or more. Ten or more points is what I'm saying. But I think that the, the Rams' offense in the second half is going to kind of turn it on. It's going to take them a little bit because it's Jared Goff's first Super Bowl. Todd Gurley's first Super Bowl, Sean McVay's first Super Bowl. They're not just going to jump right into the game and like be on it because it's impossible. You can't like ask them to do that. And the Patriots have been here before, so I think they're going to they're going to be comfortable in that setting. That's why I think they're going to jump out to an early lead. So at halftime, I'm saying like 17-7 Patriots or maybe maybe even more. But I think the set they're going to get into their groove in the second half and chip away at that lead a little bit, make it a closer game than it than maybe it needs to be. And I think that you're going to see a, a late drive. I think that the Rams may even take a second-half lead by, like, a field goal. And I think you're going to see another two-minute drill. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Late drive to tie the game. And I think that you're going to go into overtime 35-35. And the Patriots are going to win the toss by calling heads. And they are going to win the game 42-35. to All right, I like... I like 34, uh, 34-24, and Patriots pull out a 10-point 10, 10 lead. I think that they cover the spread, 2.5. I think, um, hmm, I, I, I see, look, my, my prediction hinges on the fact that the Patriots get the early lead. That's the only way I'm taking the Patriots with that kind of lead. I think if the Patriots go up early, that's the best possible scenario because then you end up with Jared Goff trying to lead the team back via throwing the ball, and that's the last thing that Sean McVay wants. It's the last thing that anybody on the Rams want. Yep. So I think that the Patriots are definitely going to do that because that's what Belichick's good at is getting the Patriots and getting the other teams into uncomfortable spots. And the Rams are not comfortable trailing the Patriots. I really don't think anybody is. So... Yeah. So what? What's your score at halftime? At half, I like. Um, I like at half, fourteen to ten. Pats. All right. And then I think you see some more scoring in the second half. All right. So we've got Carp is saying thirty-four twenty-four. That is what I said. Yeah. Thirty-four twenty-four Patriots. I'm saying forty-two thirty-five Patriots in overtime too. All right, edge kicker Greg Leg. So two, even, two, two, two very good kickers tonight. I don't think it's going to be a. Uh, it's going to. I don't think it's going right, to come you, down. You have a field goal at the end of fifty-three yards. Who do you want taking it? Steven Goskowski. Really. Playoff experience, kicking long field goals. Yeah, but it's, it's Greg the leg, dude. Yeah, but Gregatron, Legatron, whatever. Listen, I don't think I don't think the kickers are going to play a huge factor. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're going to see many missed kicks. I don't think you're going to see many crucial kicks. I think extra points are going to... Obviously, every kick is crucial in the Super Bowl, but I don't think you're going to... Like last year, I don't think... Didn't we miss a kick last year in the Super Bowl? Yeah. That came back to bite us in the ass. 
Yeah, guys, guys, you missed a couple of big ones, dude, actually. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, that missed kick decided the game. I don't think it's going to be like that. Honestly. Well, that'd be a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I look, I'm into, like, I'm into the clutch kicks. Like, for some weird reason, I think the field goals are a lot cooler um, with two seconds left than touchdowns are, and that's so really? bizarre. Just, like, I think there's something about the Vinatieri kick. Like, it's probably the only reason I even watch football. Like, I love that stuff. Like, yeah. Like, the clutch moments. I feel like that gives it a different feel than really any other game or sport. Yeah. Like, like there's no other sport that has the kick with two seconds left the same way. Like, maybe baseball is the only sport that can rival football in that way. But, like, even hockey, like, if there's five seconds left, like, it's different. You know what I mean? Yes. I do. So. All right, while we're on the subject of predictions, I just want to throw one thing out there, and Carb doesn't know much about this, but I'm just going to say it. I know a lot about everything. No, not this. Okay. Um, I just want to say this because there's. I want to go back tomorrow night or even later tonight after I upload this podcast and after the Super Bowl and be 100% right about what I'm going to say. Travis Scott is going to propose to Kylie Jenner at halftime. Just saying it right there. I, look at dude. I don't know who Travis Scott is. Isn't Kylie Jenner a guy now? Anyways, I no, don't no, know. no, no, See? no, 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 no. Kylie Jenner is okay. So Travis Scott. No, a, I, dude, I'm being sarcastic. You know like, who Travis Scott is? Yeah, right? but I listen to country music. No, I understand. Like, so he's like, performing at the halftime show. She announced the. Um, she announced the the existence of their child, who is now one year old, at the Super Bowl last year. She announced that the child exists, um, and he's he's performing at the Super Bowl tonight at halftime. I think, and he, he's been talking about proposing for the last two weeks. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to make it big. So I think... That's so weird. I think that he's going to propose tonight. I just want to throw, you know, let's let's do some other All predictions. Right, the national anthem singer there, take a, take a knee or raise a fist. That's one of the prop bets. Who is the national anthem singer? Look it up, I don't know. Um, who was last year? Um, I know Luke Bryan was 51. What about, um? yeah, I who's singing it this year? Oh, also, have you big boys performing? Gladys Knight. Yes, yes. There's a prop bet whether or not she will take a knee or raise her fist. I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's gonna raise a fist at the very end. All right. When when she hits the when she hits the final note, I think she's gonna throw the fist up in the air. At the very very end, I can see that happening. Yeah. Um. Another um. Another thing that's going around. First commercial. Now we're well, now we're just getting into the fun stuff. Like we've covered the game. First commercial. I like. Um, I like a little German engineering Mercedes Benz commercial. Uh, okay, so last year, for those of you who don't remember, Carp and I were talking about this before we started the podcast. It was some random company who gave the uh, the welcome to the Super Bowl, courtesy of one of those, and it was probably the most disappointing first commercial ever. I think we're gonna come out with a bang tonight. I think you're gonna get a. Uh, I think you're gonna get like a funny comedic, like Volkswagen or or Pepsi commercial. Pepsi's been doing a lot of advertising. I wouldn't be surprised to see them kick it off. I'm a huge Pepsi guy. Actually, if we were sponsored by one company for this podcast, I would Pepsi. pick Pepsi. I over love, I love Pepsi. Over I love Pepsi because of Mountain Dew. It's more. Flavorful. My grandfather worked there for like 55 years, and I. You know, like when you go to a restaurant and they say like, you say like, oh, can I have uh, a, can I have a, a soda. Pepsi? Yeah, and they're like, no, no Pepsi. Is Coke okay? I was always no. forced to say, no, it's not okay. I'll just have a water. So, 
Yeah. Weird segue, weird story. <laughs> I hope it's Pepsi and not. I would, yeah, because they've been doing a lot of advertising for the Super Bowl. I would not be surprised to see Pepsi come out with the first commercial. And um, while we're on the topic of the halftime show, do you, do you watch the halftime show? Um, no, that's usually when I do like my cleaning up, getting my next. I, I you know what? I watch it when Bruno Mars did it. I thought that was awesome. The last two years, I always have my friends over for the Super Bowl. The nice. last I uh, invited you said couldn't come. No. <laughs> You're here now, which is weird. But anyway, um, I've we've we haven't watched the. Uh, um, I think that they've gotten like too political, um, now, like the, I heard big boy is going to be doing some stuff like that. And I, I, I just want to see like, I'm, I'm just in it for the football. And I want to see music too. Like, I don't know what big boy even does. He was an outcast. What is that? What's outcast? Uh, you know, the band who did the song, Hey, uh, and sorry, Miss Jackson in like the nineties. No, he, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. You know that song? No. Um, it he it's pop basically. No, why is there no like Eddie Vedder or whatever? Uh, to be honest with you, to they're trying to get views, this ratings. Is what people want now. Travis Scott is probably one of the most talked about artists in modern culture. Well, sorry, I'm not part of modern culture. It's okay. <laughs> um, is there anything else that there's like that that like is 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 up for debate I don't think so I think look um, we definitely will come back to this after the Super Bowl to see who was closer in their prediction oh we're, we will have a podcast tomorrow oh alright right? yeah sure I'm in we, our school got cancelled tomorrow we will have a podcast for you tomorrow alright sounds good Let's go Pats it. yeah so uh, we appreciate you guys listening I don't know if you're going to listen to this before or after the game if you're listening to this after the game um, let us know in the comments, like, if you were right. If you're listening to if we were right, obviously we're going to know. If you're listening to it beforehand, comment who you think was closer. Um, make sure you follow the SoundCloud with the podcasts, and uh, stay tuned. We're going to do some articles post-Super Bowl, and we're going to really ramp this thing up uh, as, we, uh, as we turn into February. Yeah, all right. All right, thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. And girls. <laughs> and everybody. Thank you.